Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Let's Fix Work is proudly sponsored by Namely. Namely's all-in-one HR payroll and benefits platform helps organizations like yours build a better workplace. Over 1,000 companies use Namely every day. Get a free demo by visiting namely.com forward slash podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Let's Fix Work. I'm Lori Rudiman. Up until recently, I was using the words job description and job posting interchangeably. Now, it's not the end of the world. Nobody died. But those are two very different things. And I've worked in human resources and recruiting long enough that I should have a little rigor around my language. So a job description is actually a technical document. Like it means something. And it includes some high-level esoteric stuff. But it also includes the backbone, the skeleton, the infrastructure of how to do your job well. It covers competencies, abilities, requirements. It's a compliance-driven document that informs compensation. It informs everything. You cannot have a fair and equitable work environment unless you have clear and specifically delineated job descriptions. A job posting is what you put on the internet. <laughs> it's what goes into Monster, Indeed, Glassdoor, Career Builder, Craigslist, wherever you post your jobs, that's a job posting. Job postings are a marketing document. But so often, right, you know, I'm putting together something to go on the internet. I'm looking for a new virtual assistant. What am I putting out there? I'm putting out a job description. No, you're not. You're putting out a job posting. And why this matters is because there's a real lax attitude around job postings and job postings don't have everything and you can't take a job posting and compare it to another job posting and really understand if you're paying someone fairly, if you're discriminating, if you're considering straight candidates more than queer candidates, you can't do anything with a job posting except advertise. So now that I've been thinking about the job posting versus job description delineation a little bit more, I cannot help but correct people. <laughs> it is so annoying. And I went to a conference a couple of weeks ago and there was a panel on job descriptions. No, there was a panel on job postings. And I sat there for 50 minutes and I almost bum rushed the stage. I was so mad. I think you're going to be like me after this episode. I spoke with a gentleman by the name of Don Berman, who works for a company called HRTMS. And they are evangelical about belonging, inclusion, diversity in the workforce. And they come at it from the perspective of getting the job description right. If you get that job description right, you can't help but pay and treat and consider people in a fair and just way. And I, I just was so fascinated by this conversation because it's really about getting things right. It's really about operational and organizational excellence. And now that I know, now that I really know, I can't go back. I really hope you're like me. I really hope you become passionate about this niche subject because it is the cornerstone, the backbone of good recruiting, good performance management, good talent management, good succession management, and just good overall HR and TA practices. So everybody sit tight and I'll be right back with more Don Berman and Let's Fix Work. Work is broken. 
and so is the way you think about it. Host Lori Rudiman is picking up the pieces so you can take control of your career, put yourself first, and be your own HR. With the Let's Fix Work podcast, here's Lori. Hey, Don. Welcome to Let's Fix Work. Hey, Lori. How are you? Oh, I'm happy today. It's a beautiful day in Raleigh, North Carolina, and we're talking about fixing work, my favorite subject. And I'm happy to talk to you today. I can't do your story justice. So why don't you tell our listeners who you are and how you fix work? Well, it seems that, you know, we started life quite a while ago doing performance management and everyone else was doing the same thing. And one of our customers brought to our attention the fact that their job descriptions were a complete disaster. And so we we helped them with that. And then in short order, it became pretty clear that everyone else was having the same problem, that job descriptions were just a complete mess and that understanding what people did was such a critical part of everything that goes on in HR that struck us as, hey, maybe this is something that we should focus on. And we did. Yeah, that's smart. Don, let's start with the basics. I think a lot of people confuse job descriptions with job postings. So right off the bat, can you get us started by telling us the difference between the two? Yeah. So it's kind of a it's kind of a rich topic in the sense that a job posting is really what people in recruiting look for. You know, it's what you would see on the internet when you were looking for a job. But a job description is a far more detailed and nuanced because let's take a look at how job information intersects the whole domain of human resources, compensation, recruiting, talent management, because a clear understanding of what people do is required to do just about everything that we all do. Obviously, you needed to recruit the right people, but you also needed to evaluate people's performance and the whole talent management side of things. You want to identify and retain those top performers and deal with those that aren't. But above and beyond talent management, and there's a lot more going on that's important. Compliance. Are you successfully you know, managing Fair Labor Standards Act, Americans with Disabilities, the equal pay initiatives, all that type of thing? A clear understanding of what people do is required to do that as well. And then you get into the world of compensation, benchmarking and evaluating jobs to compensate employees fairly, develop equitable salary structures, you know, and to do succession planning, career pathing, and to identify employee training gaps. If you look at it, you know, job information is spread all across the domain that we deal with. And job postings is just a small part of it, but certainly the most visible part. Well, I'm not surprised so many people reach out to you to talk about job descriptions because when I worked in human resources many, many years ago, we basically had one document and it was called a job description. You know, we said, oh, go get the JD. And it was in a file cabinet somewhere, right? And so you go and you pull out a job description. And from there, you might hack together a job posting. And although we're in this crazy world of technology, a lot of people still keep job descriptions in a file folder somewhere. And it may or may not be on the computer and it may or may not even be a job description. So can you talk about the state of job descriptions today, what they look like, how they are subpar, or maybe what a great job description looks like? Wow. So that's a, that's a big question. You know, normally we deal with companies of all sizes, but you know, usually when you ask somebody in compensation or HR about their job descriptions, it's kind of like you've asked to look inside their sock drawer. It's like, you know, you get this really puzzled look and kind of excuses start to come flying out of their mouths. Job descriptions are in, you know, even some of the biggest companies that we deal with, common household names that you'd certainly know of, large multinational companies, their job descriptions are often at best in share drives. 
that. So people just pull them off from there and they do whatever they want with them. Some companies will say things to us like, well, we haven't looked at these job descriptions in five, 10 years. You know, some of the comments like that. Others don't have job descriptions or job descriptions have just basically all governance is disappeared and people you know, all over the enterprise will have a copy of a job description, they'll modify it to their own liking or for their own needs. And then you have the Wild West where your job information, as opposed to all the other HR information that we have captured with all these wonderful systems that we all use, job information is permitted to like fly around completely out of control. And when you look at things, I mean, in order to do all of the initiatives I mentioned before, whether it's, you know, talent management, compliance, compensation, in order to do any of that, you need a clear understanding of what people do, you need to understand what the job description is at a very detailed and accurate and vetted and approved level going ahead and job description and the basis of all these activities is flying around in the breeze. It's, it's kind of crazy. It is crazy. And we talk about initiatives like equal pay for equal work and ensuring that there's equity and transparency across an organization. And you can't do that without detailed job descriptions. I just wonder why things are in such a sorry state. Why aren't people, when they're paying lip service to investing in recruiting and talent management and diversity and inclusion, they're clearly spending money and time on all these efforts. Why aren't they spending time and money on a job description? Yeah, you know, it's really hard to understand because it's almost like job information is the Rodney Dangerfield of of human resources. I mean, it just doesn't get any respect. But when you start to talk to people about how critical this information is, now it's not such a big deal. People now understand that job descriptions are important and that they have been mismanaged. But, you know, when we first started doing this, it was difficult to convince people. But there's a bunch of reasons why they've gotten into the state they've gotten to. Well, first of all, Job descriptions are always presented as a, as a document. You know, here's a Word document or a PDF. So people kind of think of them in that manner. In addition, no one person can complete a job description. HR has their piece of the puzzle. Compensation has theirs. You want to make sure you have compliance represented. But when you go to actually define the job description, often it's managers who manage the incumbents in the jobs who actually know what the people do. So because it takes a village, you have this collaboration. So it's not like... And people will often come to us and say, can you write our job descriptions? And it's actually not a coherent question because no one can write your job descriptions. They can help you. They can provide tools like we do, but they can't actually write them for you because it's a village uh, within your organization that's going to cooperate on each job description. That's really interesting. And maybe that collaboration piece is the very impediment to getting it done. People are so territorial in offices, even though they say they're not. And even though they say, oh, no, no, we love to collaborate. We've got a culture of collaboration. People have senses of ownership. I don't even know how to describe it. And so if you put something out there like a template for a job description and say, I need input from compensation. I need input from risk management. I need input from compliance. You get departments that normally don't know how to work together trying to do something. And it's already, I think, a fool's errand. I don't know. What do you think about my theory? Well, I I think that's part of it. I think collaboration can be difficult, especially... I mean, one of the things that we supply is workflow and collaboration tools that make it easy for people to work together. Because, you know, the whole idea of Word documents flying around in email, that by its very nature, is impossible to govern. I mean, it requires somebody who's got extreme organizational skills and the ability to make people do things they don't want to do. So I think the collaboration is a big part of it. The other part of it, though, is content. Because, you know, when you give somebody a job description to work on and they have content at their fingertips that they can pull from, it really relieves a lot of the stress that surrounds this activity. Because when you talk to people, writing job descriptions is not a popular task. 
And when it comes right down to it, it's people sit there and they feel a lot of pressure. Well, what do I write? Where do I get it from? You know, they either stare at the page and sweat starts to erupt from their <laughs> brow or they go skimming across the internet looking for something that's relevant by providing tools that not only enable collaboration, but provide content and help you write by providing information to you. It relieves that stress. People enjoy it. And I don't want to use the word enjoy. Or <laughs> yeah, strong, strong. They completely erase any credibility that I might have, but <laughs> uh, they don't dislike it as much. You get much better compliance. You get much better outcome. And then, you know, we have strategic partnerships with companies like Mercer and their architecture embossed upon this collaboration and content makes things even easier. 1,783. That's the average number of hours American employees work every year. That's a lot of time. Who wouldn't want to spend it in a great workplace? A place that makes you feel engaged and productive among peers that help you grow. Namely believes there's one team that can help make your workplace great, HR. When their days are filled with administrative to-dos, they can't focus on the big stuff like parental leave and promotions. Namely's all-in-one HR, payroll, and benefits platform makes their lives easier, saving them on average 11 hours each week. As an employee, Namely makes your life easier too. Requesting PTO, appreciating peers, and reviewing pay stubs, it's all just one click away. 75% of Namely's clients say their platform has increased engagement company-wide. Over 1,000 companies use Namely to build a better workplace. Get a free demo at namely.com forward slash podcast. That's namely.com forward slash podcast. Build your better workplace today. You know, as you were talking, I was also thinking about another challenge around job descriptions, and that is we're in a talent first world. We think about talent, we design experiences around individuals. And I think it's got to be a real interesting cognitive shift to go from thinking about talent, the person in front of you and their story to thinking about a job description. And oftentimes we have someone in a role doing a job and that person may be doing more than what the job entails or they're frankly not keeping up, right? And so writing a job description, you really have to remove the incumbent or the person who's doing the work from the individual description itself. And I don't know if that's easy. What do you think about that? Well, it's, it's one of the cardinal rules. I mean, I do a, a best practices webinar. We do it, I don't know, maybe four or five times a year. And the first rule of job descriptions is it's about the job. You need to describe the job that needs to be done. A person is doing the job. The job empirically has a description that's associated with it. It's completely divorced from the person doing it. And it takes a a bit of a shift to go ahead and do that. But that's one thing that compensation people and HR people are good at when they have the tools to do it. Well, that's really interesting. I think in our also in our talent first economy, we want to make sure that we don't write a job description where people can't show discretionary effort. And that may be also one of the challenges with job descriptions. Like, I don't want to put a limit around what someone will do. If they'll show up and do more, I want that. So do you ever hear anything about that when you are dealing with clients or potential prospects who are thinking about their job description process? Because one of the ways we measure engagement is through discretionary effort. And sometimes a job description may be seen as constraining. But it really is the tool by which we measure performance, isn't it? Yeah. Or, or needs yeah. to be. Because in other words, you know, how would you know that someone is performing above and beyond without understanding what the requirements of the job are? Again, there's a lot of confusion or maybe not so much confusion as gray areas in between what you might write for a job posting or what you might write in a performance review and a job description. The job description has the responsibility to be the empirical piece of it. The piece that says this is what the job should be. And this way, it gives you a way to measure people who either under or overachieve. Yeah, I love that. 
you know, before the show, we were chatting and you said that according to a survey that you participate in every year, over 70% of those surveyed said they were unhappy with the state of their job descriptions. Why do you think people have resigned themselves to the idea that job descriptions will always be a mess? <laughs> well, I think that people don't understand the tools that are available. I think that with JD Expert, we've created a comprehensive tool that manages job descriptions in so many ways that people have never conceived of. You know, a lot of times the reaction we get was, wow, I didn't even know there was a tool that did this sort of thing. But I think that as the secret gets out, I mean, more and more people, they get the fact that job descriptions are critical. They do now. I mean, it's something that was a struggle in the beginning, but for sure, now everyone understands that job descriptions are important, but how do you fix it? I've elucidated all the things that get in the way, collaboration, content, you know, and governance, all these types of issues that prevent you from doing it. The ability to actually go ahead and see that there's tools that are provided that you can actually use to solve these problems in very direct and meaningful ways is getting people off the mark. But, you know, what happens is in the real world, all these other initiatives seem to take precedence. Like when you ask people about it, well, yeah, we're going to get to that, but, you know, we're going to redo our recruiting system. We're picking a new one. We're going to implement it. And then we have performance reviews to do and then compensation and market pricing. We have all this stuff to do, you know, so we're not going to get to our job descriptions. It's really comical when you think about it because all of those things I mentioned, you can't really do any of them effectively without clearly understanding what people do. And I think not everybody has gotten that yet or gotten past the prioritization to realize that you have to understand what people do first, then these other things will be more effective. Yeah. It makes me think that we live in this society where we just do everything big and we don't do the little things and we wonder why the big things fail. <laughs> it's just so frustrating. So I hear the frustration in your voice. And I was really surprised to learn that there was a robust job description tool out there. And furthermore, I was surprised to find out that I was interested in it. But the more I learned about JD Expert, the more I was like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. Like, I don't know. I don't get excited about things, Don. You must know by now that I'm a bit of a cynic and a pessimist. But I mean, it makes perfect sense to start with the basics. So let's talk a little bit about JD Expert because I was really surprised by some of the features. But I'm not going to do a commercial for it. Why don't you just tell me what you think some of the most important features are? Well, I probably said the word content and collaboration a couple hundred times already. So <laughs> yeah, that yeah, part has probably right. gotten through. I mean, that's really the heart of the system. But the ability to provide governance via workflow, to be able to understand all the people in your organization, what jobs they're in, who reports to who, I have that all at your fingertips. The other thing that's critical is integration. And that's something we really haven't touched on yet in this conversation, which is really critical. If content and collaboration are one and one A, then, you know, Integration is 1C. It's the whole idea is like, okay, so I get my job descriptions together. I finally, you know, I've invested in this tool. It's easy peasy. I can go send stuff out to managers. They do their work. I know who's doing what. I know when it's done. But once that's all done, the ability to take that information and integrate it with other applications is really critical. Because if you have a great job description, but your recruiters aren't looking at it to recruit for the job or in your performance process, it's not referenced. Your compensation people aren't using that same set of information then it's really wasted. What we've done with JD Expert is created a platform that integrates seamlessly with all these applications that are out there, your HR systems, your applicant tracking systems, talent management systems. We have created a very integration-friendly product that can integrate with all these different products. But we've also, like for instance, you know, a lot of our clients now are Workday clients. They're either implementing Workday or have implemented it. So we've also included real-time web service integration with Workday that's actually native in the product. So this whole idea of integration and taking this accurate, up-to-date 
job information and distributing it throughout the enterprise is really probably the very, very critical factor. Yeah, well, it makes sense. I mean, anything that lives off and on its own is not helpful with the way we work. I mean, that's just not how we work anymore. Everything should be at our fingertips, integrated, and making the lives of HR business partners and HR generalists and managers and directors and recruiters and talent acquisition professionals a little bit easier. So I love the focus on integration. You know, as you were talking, you're clearly passionate about something that 99% of people never think about, right? This is really important to you. Why do you do what you do? Why do I do what I do? Well, you know, it's funny. I've been in HR systems for a very long time. And you try to add value wherever you are. When we were doing salary planning applications and performance applications, you're trying to add value and you know, you work hard to do that. But in this environment, in this domain of job information, you really can make a huge difference. I mean, people can take something that is the critical part of their enterprise and a mess and you can fix it and make it spin like a top. And that is something that I think not only makes me feel like I'm contributing, but I think our company in general, because you'd think that recruiting people to work at a job description management company might be hard. But I think when people see the difference they make to clients, I think it really has a huge impact on people and really makes all the difference. Oh, that's really lovely. Well, what a fantastic way to end our conversation about job information, job descriptions, and how they are not job postings. We cannot say that enough, right? (laughs) There's a difference between the two. If you want to leave our audience, our listeners with one thing to think about when they think about your organization, what is it? We're just a collaborative group of people. You know, we're a very flat organization. Everybody here works together and we work that way with our clients as well. And I think that really makes us different. Their problems are our problems and our customers and our clients. I think we all approach that with the same attitude. Oh, that's really great. Don, it's been real fantastic to catch up with you today. And if people want to find out more about who you are or learn more about HRTMS, where can they find you? Well, they can find us on the web at hrtms.com and jdexpert.com. And it's J-D-X-P-E-R-T, no E. Well, you make it easy for people to find you. That's for sure. Are you open to LinkedIn connections? Because many of my listeners and members of the audience love to connect on LinkedIn. Oh, absolutely. Perfect, perfect. Well, Don, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thanks again for being a guest on Let's Fix Work. Thank you, Laurie. Really appreciate your time. Everybody sit tight. We'll be right back right after the break with more Let's Fix Work. All executives need to be podcasting. Podcasts are the number one way for executives to create an authentic and trusting relationship with employees and potential customers. That's why my producer, Danny Osment, just did a three-part series on why executives should be podcasting. Want to give your company a brand or a face? Want to connect with current or future employees? Are you interested in pivoting out of your current position and into a new career or personal brand? Well, if you're an executive who is podcast curious, head on over to dannyosmond.com forward slash executives and learn how a podcast builds credibility, how podcasting gives you a leg up against the competition, and how a podcast can power a speaking career and help you write a book. Don't worry about finding the time to listen. Each episode is less than 10 minutes and Danny has put all three episodes in one place. Head on over to dannyosmond.com forward slash executives to listen and find more resources. That's dannyosmond.com forward slash executives. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Don Berman. Now, if you're looking for a little more rigor in your life or you're just curious about this episode and the show notes, there's a ton of information. I want you to go to laurierudeman.com forward slash let's fix work dash 65. 
(laughs) If you can't remember all of that, you can just go to the episode within iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and there's going to be a link in there to the show notes. And I really hope you learn something and you uh, take it and apply it to the world of work. Now, this week's Let's Fix Work was produced by Danny Osmond at Emerald City Productions. And Danny wants you to podcast. And so do I. I need some competition, man. We got to push one another and get better. So check out all of Danny's information at Emerald City Productions. Now, that's all for this week. And I hope you enjoyed it. See you next time on Let's Fix Work. If you're ready to make a real change in your workplace, start today by number one, subscribing to Let's Fix Work on the Apple Podcasts app or iTunes or Stitcher or Android or wherever you listen. Number two, write a five-star rating and review. And number three, share it with a friend, colleague, or coworker who you think would enjoy our episodes.